Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Would you build a house without a foundation? Would you have a child and not name it? Would you let a stranger squat on your property? No, of course not. So why should the Internet be any different? Every week, speak with top domain experts. Learn how to make money with domains. Know your legal rights. Each week, join our expert host to be master of your domain. Right here on Domain Masters. And welcome to Domain Masters. I'm Jonathan Frakes. I'm guest hosting for Monty Khan this week. And we've got an exciting session this week. We have Alf Temi of FastExercise.com on. And he's going to talk a little bit about his business, uh, some of the things he's done with uh, the domaining uh, and tying that into uh, the business, and we've got some exciting uh, updates on some of the featured words that are coming up at the domain. Uh, excuse me, the domainer meeting uh, in Paris, the auction. We've got some preliminary lists of uh, names to talk about a bit, and we're going to be starting that right here after the break on Domain Masters, where you can be the master of your domain. You're just minutes away from more Domain Masters. The question is, are you still master of your domain? Stay tuned. Okay, so you're telling me that if I put the Go Currency Converter on my site, all my international customers can see how much they're paying in their own currency? Yeah. GoCurrency.com has free currency converters, language translations, international clocks, everything you need to do international business. So how does it work? Conversion elves. Conversion elves? Yeah, watch. Want to know what this will cost in euros? Check this out. Listen up, elves. We got one. $34 US. I need that in euros. Now, people. We got it. Put it up there, elves. Wow. Currency elves. Who knew? GoCurrency.com. Free currency converters, language translations, and more. GoCurrency.com. Need help improving your PPC campaigns? Tired of spending all your time swamped with spreadsheets and manual updates? Turn to Adapt SEM software to optimize your campaigns and to reach your goals. Adapt SEM is one of the most affordable and reliable tools on the market for improving PPC campaigns. Adapt SEM not only optimizes your bids, but also gives you keyword suggestions, competitive research, and helps to test ads all in one place at flat rate pricing and no long-term commitments. Learn how Adapt SEM can help manage your PPC campaigns better. Check out our free webinar at adapt.com slash webmaster radio. Sign up now for a free personal tour. Adapt.com slash webmaster radio. Welcome back to our coverage of the 17th Annual Golf Invitational, brought to you by SureHits.com. When looking for the right ad network, there seem to be unlimited choices. Go with the only network that targets the insurance industry, SureHits.com. 
Let's head down to the fairway. Here we are at the 18th hole. Odd choice for Ken Mitchum to not go to SureHits.com here. I mean, they are the only ad network that targets the insurance industry. Definitely a strange choice to not pick the best option for publishers in the finest category, but, oh, here's a swing. Oh, look out, folks. Terrible slice into the woods. Jeff Burns now stepping up to the fairway. And it looks like he's already chosen SureHits.com. Clearly the best choice since they pay more for quality traffic. And the swing. Oh, my. He crushes it. When getting ready to make your drive, go with a sure thing. SureHits.com. For insurance, it's SureHits. PPC Rockstar. Get ready to rumble through the latest PPC news and views from around the blogosphere. Learn from our host, David Zatella, and the PPC pros that will take you to the promised land of PPC profit. PPC Rockstars. Live broadcast Mondays at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the advertising channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Find Webmaster Radio now on Facebook, MySpace, and Twitter. Add us today from the webmasterradio.fm homepage. Now, back to Domain Masters. So you're still master your domain. Yes! Master of my domain. Here's your host. And it's Jonathan Bake, Jonathan Fricks back from the break here today. And we'll be bringing on Alf Temi from Fast Exercise, uh, makers of the the ROM workout machine, and uh, an avid domainer, uh, sort of a hobbyist domainer. And uh, you'll see just how large that hobby can get. Uh, did want to just talk briefly about the uh, domainer meeting coming up here in Paris. On the, it'll be on June nineteenth and twentieth at. Uh, uh, in downtown Paris, and that's going to be a great conference because it ties in directly with the ICANN meetings that'll be following in the in the following week. Uh, fantastic city to uh, to have a meeting in, and we'll get an opportunity to meet a lot of European domainers, and just in general have a fantastic uh, uh, sort of a, a meeting of the domainers in Europe. Uh, some of the domains uh, that are on, on list are. Uh, Versailles, I uh, hope I'm pronouncing the city correctly, but it's uh, Versailles.com. Uh, uh, there's a variety of MP3-related uh, domain names, and I'll give uh, another talk on some of the items just after uh, the interview with Alf here. Uh, it's my privilege, my pleasure, to bring on a person uh, as a guest who's uh, somebody I have a great deal of respect for, as a person I'm privileged to call a friend. Uh, Mr. Alf Temi from Fast Exercise, the, the manufacturers of the ROM workout machine. Uh, Alf, are you with us today? Yeah, I'm here. Alf, hello. Wonderful to speak hello. with you. And thank you for joining us. Well, I didn't know that you did a radio show. <laughs> well, normally this is Monty Khan's radio show, and he's uh, given me the privilege and opportunity to... Uh, uh, guests speak for him occasionally and definitely uh one of the names that came up when we were looking for people to uh to talk to was uh was yourself because of your um well just all the different ways you touch the industry uh, now for those of you who aren't familiar with alf and what he does uh, uh he's among many things uh, uh we'd love to have you tell us a little bit about yourself and I, I did want to say, for those of you, many of you who uh, fly commercial airlines, 
any of you who open up uh, one of the uh, the magazines inside the commercial magazines uh, would would be familiar with this full page ad for this exercise workout bike that uh, promises a four minute workout called the ROM machine, and that's one of Alf's companies. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that and domaining. So so Alf. Tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, uh, some of the things that you do typically in business, and then uh, let's we'll, we'll talk a little bit about how that translates into domain names. Well, basically, I'm a person that uh, likes to tilt at windmills, um, kind of come up with ideas that are off the wall and out of the box. Um, a four-minute workout is not something that is generally taken very seriously because all the people that see my advertisements in those airline magazines and also many other magazines as well, they will dismiss it immediately as nonsense and just uh, get on with what they were doing. I mean, the advertising budget that I spend is a little over $200,000 a month and it yields about around 100 sales of my machines per month. So the cost per sale becomes quite significant, you know, about $2,000 on average. Um, only a few people, you know, will take it seriously, the four-minute workout, seriously enough to order a free DVD. And um, then out of every 35 people that order a free DVD, one of them will buy one of my machines. That's, um, you know, if you have yourself something that sounds too good to be true, you'll have yourself a devil of a marketing nightmare. It's the same thing, you know, I do some other hobby things, as you well know, uh, one of which is uh, my tax reform idea, and that is also sounds too good to be true. And um, all of these strange ideas uh, and websites that I've made for them you can find on my alftemi.com website where I give a brief description of the, you know, the ideas that I've... Uh, I'm basically sort of a one-man think tank. And uh, Well, it looks, uh, you, it, it looks like you, from some of the information that um, when, you, when you spoke with our folks at, at the home office, you've been building saunas now for 45 years? Yep. And then you've been doing the ROM exercise machine for 18 years. Correct. Can can you um, what what sort of prompted you to create this ROM exercise machine, and uh, you know some of the benefits of it? And then uh, well, I, I, where I'm going to connect you to is uh, what domains you're using to promote this, and some of your online type of materials afterwards. Okay. Well, basically, um, the ROM machine was not my uh, my invention. The inventor of the ROM machine uh, approached me and uh, asked me whether I would like to uh, get involved with it and be the distributor for it, because at the time, I did own 26 high-end exercise equipment stores. Uh, there were no other such stores in existence uh, as yet, and they were called... Nordic fitness equipment and um, the inventor thought that I might be a good uh, you know marketeer for high-end exercise equipment 
And I agreed, and I started uh, market marketing the machine. But then it turned out that uh, the inventor was not able to really produce them, um, and he went broke about um, 19 months after he started manufacturing the machine. Uh, at that time, he asked me whether I would like to maybe manufacture it. And I said, well, John, if you go broke with it, why should I be interested? But I had a look at it and uh, decided to uh, make the machine. I first redesigned it all to make it more manufacturable because I didn't want to go broke with it either. And um, that then turned out uh, uh, to be a very risky investment because I spent lots of money in making the machine. And only ten and a half years after that, it became profitable because the all the experts in the field of exercise equipment, they just um, uh, had the belief that it's complete nonsense, a four-minute workout. Uh, currently, 5% of them have uh, started believing it, but still 95% of the experts out there uh, would still consider it a waste of their valuable time to even look into it because they just know that it couldn't be true. Of course, they're wrong, but that's for them to find out and for us to persuade them. Um, I guess you have uh, gained some uh, uh, experience with some, the machine. I have some experience with this. I can tell you firsthand that I've drank the Kool-Aid that... Uh, this machine does, in fact, work, but it does take uh, overcoming. Uh, I, I guess once it's really working, you really hate the machine because it's uh, <laughs> even though it's only four minutes, it's something else. <laughs> yeah, well, if you but don't I'm hate it results. at the end of the, if you don't hate it at the end of the four minutes, you haven't done it right. And the machine gives you a score, and on the score you can see how well you did, and that score gradually goes up as you improve. Uh, finally, you'll get a plateau. Uh, because you don't get stronger and, and better, uh, you know, continuously, because otherwise eventually you'd be as strong as a bus, and that won't happen. So once you reach the plateau, you try to get away with doing it five times a week for four minutes instead of six times a week. And if that works, you try with four times a week. Uh, for myself, if I do it three times a week, my score drops. So I have to do it four times a week now. Now... I've I've certainly drank the Kool-Aid. I, I bought and enjoyed the machine. I do have to say, you know, without making this sound like an infomercial for your device, that one of the funniest things I found was I started to blog about it, and I would receive these uh, posts and comments to my blog about working out with the machine, telling me that I was insane, that I may as well, uh, you know, jump in a swimming pool and, and flop around for 30 minutes and save myself the money. I, I mean, I heard just crazy responses to it. But now, oh, yeah. is that common? Yeah, very common. And in fact, uh, we are aggregating all the negative blogs about our machine. Uh, they are all, by the way, uh, from people that have never tried the machine and know nothing about it. The only thing they are, they are experts in the field of exercise equipment, or they consider themselves that. We are aggregating all those negative blogs, and we put them right on our website so that people not only uh, 
can read the testimonials of people that own the machine, but they can also read of all the opinions that people have about the machine, all the people that don't own the machine and never have used it. Well, and that I, works I'm quite well. You know, uh, in, in fact, uh, the potential customers, they like to see, compare the two different opinions about it. And, of course, they draw from that uh, conclusion that if we are willing to put all this negative stuff on our website, that we must be quite sure about what we are doing. Well, I think it's a good pragmatic marketing approach. And uh, some of the things that um, I think – now, the, the, the main uh, URL for it is fastexercise.com. Yep, it is. Now, what made you select that domain? And can you tell us a little bit about other ways you use domain names to, um, to drive traffic to the website so that people can see these comments and they can find out more about the machine and some of the things that you take your, I guess, brick-and-mortar business and, and propel them with your online approach? Well, basically, I um, around 1996-97... I, um, you know, got the feeling that domain names were, you know, internet real estate. And real estate, you know, where you could build buildings on it. And uh, there's a nice touch to that kind of real estate in that nobody will paint graffiti on it. And you won't have to deal with nasty uh, tenants. And the toilet won't leak. And the government will not uh, take any property tax from you. Of course, they are hard busy to try and find angles where they can get their hands on it somehow. Uh, but let's hope that we can keep them from doing that. Um, so um, it indeed turned out that it is uh, like real estate. And you can build buildings on it that are as large or larger than physical buildings in onto normal uh, vacant land. And um, you do get some type-in traffic, uh, which I don't monetize. I just drive it to my brick-and-mortar businesses, you know, one of which is this fastexercise.com, and another one is my sauna business, which I've been building saunas for 45 years. And for that sauna business, I also have purchased the crown jewels for the sauna business, which is um, sauna.com, which turned out to be a very good investment. It cost me at the time something like $92,000, which uh, awesome. at that time was a lot of money. Well, it seems like a category killer, though. I mean, if you're in the sauna business, sauna.com seems like a, you know... An interesting, uh, interesting place to go, mm -hmm. and uh, why not? Why not go there? I mean, f one of the things that I'm seeing as a phenomenon, and you may have you know some experience to tell you one way or the other, is that folks simply type whatever it is they're looking for, and then either the browser automatically adds a .com or they type .com at the end and see what comes up. Right, uh, that happens. And also, if you have a, a domain name that is a generic word uh, specific for a particular industry like the sauna industry, 
um, and you have some decent content on there, the uh, search engines will give it some favorable treatment. You know, uh, I think that the, a proper dom- domain name has a certain percentage of influence on uh, getting listed by the search engines or ranked higher. Uh, you you would probably know more about it than I do. Well, I I, I appreciate that. That's kind. I, it sounds like you've got a lot of ex- experience at it. So, what, I mean, you've got NordicSauna.com. Is yes. that where you started off with? and then? Yeah, I started off with, that was sort of the first domain name that I bought when I felt it was important to have your own website. There weren't, weren't many people uh, building websites at the time yet in 1996, but I thought it was something, you know, that a person should do. And then later on, I got the idea that uh, domain names themselves would be a good investment. That's when I started uh, on my current collection of over 35,000 domain names. It's basically a pretty sick hobby, you know, for a brick-and-mortar manufacturer. Well, it's it's either a sick hobby or or I would uh, venture to say it's actually sort of an elevated state of thought and uh, pretty pretty much illustrates thought leadership to me. Um, you know, we're seeing a lot of companies that take this approach are really flourishing and doing and thriving because they've they've been able to capitalize on this. Now, of course, for those that don't have a time machine to go back to 1996 and start at this, like you've had the benefit of, you know, are there are there tips or ideas that you would suggest to people? Oh, I'm I'm. Uh uh, daily, I add uh, a few domain names when I get a good idea for them. Uh, of course, th- they get longer and longer uh, because all the short ones, you know, they're pretty much taken by now. Uh, but still, you know, there's a whole lot of uh, good domain names left that uh, have not been discovered as yet. And uh, I have, um, you know, other interests that I have done, for example, you know, my tax reform idea, uh, which I'll never make any money with, but uh, as you know, I have applied for a patent for my tax reform, and uh, that tax reform idea currently is on display on the website of the United States Patent Office, and you can get there by typing... Uh, taxpatent.com I bought that domain name for it to be able to go faster to um, that very lengthy URL that they have for where they display my tax patent on their own site it's um, it currently has been accepted by the patent office for examination so they find it apparently interesting enough to do that, and uh, they have assigned a patent examiner to it. And it is also, uh, you know, as simple as a four-minute workout and also as hard to believe that a mere manufacturer should be able to come up with an idea better than the whole United States Congress. I mean, the Congress has put a fine tax uh, mess together that uh, is um, 65,000 pages. And uh, mine couldn't possibly be any good because it's only 10 pages worth. And it really eliminates all kinds of work that we every day have to do uh, 
for you know the pleasure of the IRS. So it's, it sounds too good to be true, and therefore it also will be very difficult for people to uh, um, take it seriously. But the ones that do and actually do some reading in it, they quickly understand that, uh, yes, it would be indeed a very excellent uh, replacement for our current uh, tax uh, taxing mess. Well, and you've you've got a variety of links listed on alftemi.com, which is uh, for yep. our listeners, uh, both you know if you're listening live or you're listening in a, in a uh, later recording. It's a l f t e m m e dot com, um, and there's a variety of other uh, items here. One of them I'd like to ask you about, which is um, squattersrights.com. Can you tell us a little yeah. bit about what you're doing there? And uh, well, basically, um, the uh, legal community has called um, the registration of uh, names that uh, large corporations don't agree with. They call the people that register names like that. They call them squatters, which is obviously a misnomer because squatters uh, refers to something where people occupy a space that isn't, doesn't belong to them. They haven't paid for it. Whereas uh, domain names that are now called squat, squatted domain names, they certainly uh, are owned by the people that own them. So they're not really squatting it. And then you have type of squatting as well. Um, it basically is where large corporations would like to uh, protect their monopolies and not give you know smaller companies uh, an op- uh, an opportunity to uh, enter into their same business space um, that always is how new businesses start not always but most of the time most of the time there's a two employees uh, that used to work for a larger corporation, they start their own business now and take a lot of knowledge of that business with them to start their own. Uh, You know, that is unpleasant for the large corporations, but they haven't found very much in a way of law that they can do against that. They, They have some legal writings where they make the people agree that they cannot do such a thing, but they usually don't have too much uh, traction in, in court. Then, uh, uh, you know, there's lots of businesses that look at the business of a large corporation and they say, well, gee, I can do that too and I can do it cheaper. And they also copy a lot of things from those large corporations. It's basically how uh, human economies progress. I mean, everything that we have now definitely was built upon knowledge that our forefathers have gathered. So we basically, we could say we're squatting all their knowledge and use it for our current economies. Um, So the suppressing of this uh, kind of way of advertising that used to be able to be done um, and now there are laws against it where these uh, uh, squatters can be hit with $100,000 per 
for name penalties and such really are not well conceived uh, ideas those laws because if we want to help the economy we should be able to help the small business to get some traction because big businesses they always started out to be small businesses and young people currently that want to go into business they have a much harder time to get into business because they have no way of really advertising it I mean this is why you currently see a lot of uh, old trucks or uh, trailers that don't work parked at the side of, of the road with some advertising on it or people walking with uh, you know sandwich man um, because all the advertising that is available for for people is being uh, gobbled up by the large corporations I mean you can hardly get any advertising on television any anymore for smaller and mid-sized businesses because all that advertising space is taken up by the drug companies every time you turn on the television there's another advertisement for ask your doctor whether this pill is good for you and uh, you know whole programs it's pill after pill after pill well that space is all taken up uh, and not available to other uh, productive businesses and you know basically we try to uh, generally the general population hates advertising of any kind but they forget that it's only advertising that can drive an economy and if you were to do away with all forms of advertising your economy would collapse and this is what like the former Soviet Union experienced they thought advertising was just a bourgeois decadent thing to do so they didn't do any of it except for their next five-year plan so we all know what that led to for the um, you know former uh, Russian economy right now they've discovered uh, free enterprise and they're advertising like crazy whereas we here in the United States we're going the other way we have um, um, people that would like to get rid of all the billboards at the side of the of the highways because they're ugly and they despoil the landscape we have committees that like to get get away of multiple yellow page books in different areas because it's a lot of paper and uh, that paper cuts down trees so we want to get rid of that uh, we certainly hate the interruptions that we get in our television watching so we get the TVOs and we record it all and cutting out all the ads uh, all of this um, will definitely have an influence on our economy uh, maybe it already has and but it's such a creeping uh, disease you know uh, like we hate all the advertising you know that is on radio because you know it interferes with our listening pleasure we hate all the little cards that fall out of the magazines that we buy. So advertising, it should be seen by the federal government as something that must be supported rather than something where they please their constituency and try to get rid of every piece of advertising there is. Well, there's obviously progress as opposed to perfection there, uh, you know, and I, and I think it's subjective to the listener and uh, the viewer. Well, yeah. you mentioned yellow pages. 
and I noticed on the sheet of uh, information and some, you know, from some discussions we've had at at various domain conferences, the uh, Yellow Pages platform that you're developing. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, it's um, it's an, an effort in a crowded field. You know, there's a lot of uh, IYPs such as yellowpages.com and superpages, and you name them. And uh, uh, we have uh, uh, launched a uh, Yellow Pages that is called usyellowpages.com, and it has a look and feel of real Yellow Pages, so people will be readily familiar with it when they see it. And we've developed, you know, quite a very uh, comprehensive search method that apparently comes up with better results than some of our bigger uh, people in this field. You could have a look at it, usyellowpages.com. Go to your city that you live in and uh, type in something that you're looking for, and you'll see it's, uh, it's, it's quite... Uh, have, have you tried it yourself? Well, I did, and I just noticed that it immediately... I'm, I'm in Seattle as I talk with you, and it just dived right in and knew I was in Seattle, and, uh, you know, it immediately does the, uh, the Ajax-based search and, and looks for what I'm looking for. I was looking for some pizza, and all of a sudden I'm, uh, I've got more pizza than I know what to do with. Well, but um, we have noticed that sometimes people search for something really crazy that our competitors don't come up with an answer with. For example, we found a, a lady that, um, I think it was a lady, uh, how we determined that, I don't know, but um, I have uh, locked my keys in my car and then do a search for, for that. Uh, there's very little that uh, competing yellow page uh, searches will come up with but we come up with a alternative search you can try it and the alternative search uh, gives suggestions of that one should look for a a locksmith and uh, there it is is i I have locked my keys in my car and there's apex lock and key yeah fantastic i'm doing this as we speak so this is a good platform yeah. Now, uh, it mentions here that you've uh, acquired a domain name for specifically marketing this. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that and and sort of the methodology behind the purchase? What was the domain name? Uh, well, for these uh, yellow pages, it was usyellowpages.com, and I wound up purchasing it for about $14,000. And it is a you know a, a name that can be easily remembered by people, even though on account of yellow pages it's a bit long. But what can you do? You know. Um, later on, I like to combine this yellow page platform that we hope to roll out in other countries as well. Combine it under a much shorter URL. Uh, you know that we.com that I also purchased. We.com, we.com. Yeah. Uh, Two-character domain course, names. Yeah. That's, of when, course, easier to remember. Well, certainly. And I think it, it translates to we in a lot of languages, too, in case you go out internationally. What, yeah. what is the um, – so was that part of the methodology behind selecting uh, 
that short two character domain name what what can you tell us a little bit about the process that um that made you select that domain and and maybe what you paid for it and mm-hmm. some well, of the, they some have of the to be memorable you know the, the the names have to be memorable and easy easily typed in um and i think that we dot com would be understood around the globe uh, even in the non english speaking uh, languages they all know what we means and it is has a feel of community to it you know kind of binding the whole globe together in the different country yellow pages it's quite ambitious of course but uh, if you don't dream in this kind of business you don't get any place you know uh, 80% of uh, web properties that are developed they don't quite make it it's the uh, pareto principle you know the 8020 rule sure and but if you don't uh, wager then you won't win so you have to have the guts to put some money into something in order to have a stab at that 20% that will succeed well what what was your method of uh, purchasing and acquiring the domain name? Was it a private purchase? Was it uh, yeah. through an auction? No, private purchase. Private purchase. Uh, I, I have I have also purchased domain names through auctions, um, but usually for a uh, a smaller uh, amount. Uh, like sauna.com, I also did a private purchase. Uh, but, you know, like on one of the dom- domainer conferences, I've purchased some domain names, and also at Traffic, I've purchased some domain names, usually a few thousand dollars worth. And, uh, like, uh, I wound up with a fairly good Spanish uh, domain name, Aora, dot com which means now in Spanish. And I think that would be quite memorable if I want to build some uh, Spanish-language-based uh, property on it. I and completely that, agree with that you. One, that one I think I paid something like $36,000 for. And, and when you're at an auction, do you... Tell me about some of what you do re- leading up to an, a domain name auction. Maybe that might help some of the, the domainers who would l- listen to, uh, you know, someone who's doing the investment in domain names through auctions or through personal, uh, you know, private purchases. What yeah. is some of your when you approach an auction? What is some of the uh, the things that you do in reviewing the lists? Um, do you, you like like do you like the lists ahead of time to look through and figure something out? Do you come to the conference with the the name in mind that you're going to bid on? No, I I usually um, I actually go to the to the conference. I don't bid on online uh, because I get a better feel of you know the um, the environment of that particular auction. Uh, for example, if domain names, you know, go for much more than I uh, had anticipated, then, you know, I refrain, you know, more from 
purchasing at that particular auction uh, because you know sometimes they domain names are very much more appreciated they are uh, not bought by domainers then they are bought by actual uh, direct interest groups you know that need needed for their business or such those uh, domains they go for much higher prices like sauna.com I bought for $92,000 not on an auction privately but and, it and that sounds like it was business. quite a deal by yeah. today's standards that was quite a deal well do you think now is a buyer's market for domain names I think any time is a buyer's market um with domain names for quite a time to come because I think the only way uh, they have to go is up because with domain names they are quite a bit more unique than just vacant land or or property because there's only one of them you know it's not uh, whether you get you know the uh, the property on on Times Square, there's many properties on Times Square, not just one. And um, it's basically, you know, every time you buy a domain name that is really unique for its use, it's like buying the Empire State Building. That's a good analogy. Well, and the real estate uh, analogy seems to come in a lot on, um, on the domain names. So, you know, I guess to summarize, you've got uh, a sort of a brick-and-mortar building or business that you've been able to wrap a domain strategy around both for the sauna business and also for the ROM exercise machine. Yep. And and you've been able to also build out some of these other entrepreneurial ideas in domain name purchases that you've done over the course of time. That's true. And do you do you see yourself getting out of being a domainer in any near time? No. Are you, are you look? It's it's much too much fun. <laughs> well, it certainly is, and it sounds like uh, you've got a fairly healthy collection of domain names. You said thirty-seven thousand. Yep. That's that's just phenomenal. Well, well, there's there's much bigger bigger guys in in the business than I am. You know, what's this fellow that uh, lives in the Turks and Caicos? What's his name again? Uh, um, yeah, something like 300,000 domain names. And then there's this guy there in British Columbia. Um, sure, I think you're I talking about Frank Schilling in the Caymans and then uh, uh, Kevin yeah. Ham in uh, Vancouver. Yep. Yeah, indeed. Yeah, they are, they are certainly very impressive domainers there. There's certainly some who are large, and uh, uh, that's that's something that, uh, you know, I think of anybody of any level can find good opportunities in the domainer marketplace. Absolutely. It, it, that's your experience as well. Yeah, you know, I mean, are, are you are you turned off to say, oh, well, they have all the opportunity because they have all the money or they have all the domains? Oh, no, because uh, sometimes they don't even know what they're looking at. You know, um, you have to have some, some ideas whereby you think that, you know, it really is a, a, 
a recognizable name. I mean, what is Yahoo and, and Google? You know, I mean, uh, nobody would have bought those things, but they are unique because they could be uh, marketed well and turned into a very unique, recognizable property. I mean, you can see how large of a building you can build on a, you know, on a funny domain name like Google. It's certainly a, a larger building than uh, you can put on, you know, a square mile of real estate. Well, I I am, uh, you know, impressed with uh, what you've been able to accomplish, and you know, certainly uh, appreciate that you have an exercise machine. I'm 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 using mine, and I I love it and hate it at the same time, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, I get folks teasing me about it all the time, but uh, it's yep. working. And well, I mean, if you tell somebody about it, they would uh, immediately start questioning your intelligence <laughs> and whether you're slowly losing your marbles. <laughs> but uh, as you well know, it works exactly as advertised. Well, it's not the marbles I'm losing. Right. It's, uh, you're it's losing, some, extra losing some fat in the process, I hope. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And it's working nicely. All right. Well, Alf, I, I really appreciate that you were able to take some time to talk with us today. And, and it's really good to get uh, experience from somebody who has your tenure in domaining, uh, also has a, you know, a very uh, good-sized portfolio, and is still you know, very bullish on the, on the domainer industry and is buying domain names in the aftermarket. It, it really helps, I think, to illustrate uh, you know, that this is still a very valid, viable, and, and I think robust and thriving marketplace definitely definitely well it's been my pleasure and thank you for having me on your program thank you again alf and um we look forward to seeing you at one of the new one of the future uh, domainer conferences and um for people who would like to know more about what we discussed today uh you can look at fastexercise.com uh is about the uh the rom exercise machine and uh Alf, A-L-F-T-E-M-M-E.com is Alf Temi's website, and yeah. uh, you get the opportunity. Uh, how did you describe yourself, Alf, as uh, uh, tilting well, at windmills? Tilting at windmills and also a one-man think tank. Um, yeah, actually, since a lot of the listeners have desk-bound jobs, they are usually subject to accumulating fat. And this is a way whereby in four minutes a day, you can actually get that under control. Because 60 minutes with exercise, uh, it, it might be a nice idea, but nobody can do it. They don't have to discipline. Well, I, I really appreciate you being on the show. And right. uh, we're so grateful that you could join us. Thank you to uh, Alf Temi from fastexercise.com and uh, Romfab the manufacturers of uh, a fantastic exercise machine uh, okay well just a final a couple final notes on the machine uh, or excuse me on the uh, auction for domainer meeting in Paris uh, there were a few other names that I promised to highlight uh, here in the show and I'll go ahead and uh, just mention a few of the names that we're talking about. Uh, chocolate.net, uh, rainbows.com, soccerscores.com, burma.net, uh, sports.mu, silver.net, um, 
Italian.net, Denmark.net, uh, XP.com. Some fantastic domain names, and we're really excited about them. Uh, you know, there'll be more coming in, in releases, but uh, uh, we're, we're just so pleased with the quality of domain names that have come in. And these are domains that would be interest to anyone uh, both in the, uh, you know, that like to look at just generic domain names, but also folks uh, that are looking at CCTLDs and opportunities in those CCTLDs. Um, there's information about the conference itself at domainermeeting.eu. Uh, there's a great lineup of sessions there, and then uh, you can go to moniker.com to find out about the uh, the domain name auctions at marketplace.moniker.com. Well, our thanks again to Alf Temi for, uh, for joining us this week on Domain Masters. Uh, I'm Jonathan Frakes. It's been a privilege to uh, have you as listeners, and I appreciate the time you spent to listen to this on Domain Masters where you can be the master of your domain. Thanks a lot. Start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money and- 